I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, season two, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for First and Ten with your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for news and analysis of uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, First, before we get into it, before I bring in uh, my uh, co-host, Sam Gordon from Las Vegas Review-Journal, I just want to say that uh, today's show is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and presented by BlueWire.com. Hope everybody had a safe uh, and fun uh, holiday weekend, July 4th weekend. Uh, we are that much closer uh, to the beginning of training camp, which is now July 27th uh, over in Henderson. Uh, so we're barreling toward the opening of the NFL season. Sam, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, Vinny. I'm doing good. It's, I, I, the summer just keeps flying by. It, it does. Un, it it's does. unbelievable. But I am, uh, I don't, you know, every week I get more and more excited, right? Is that feeling mutual? Yeah, and you know, uh, full disclosure, Sam uh, is actually taping uh, today's episode uh, over at uh, uh, practice for uh, Team USC, USA, uh, which is getting ready to go play uh, in the Olympics. We're talking about men's basketball, and where exactly is that? Where, where are we? Where are we talking about? So they are practicing, Vinny, at the Men Hall Center. I'm not technically there, uh, but I did. I am taking part in the Zoom calls and we helping with the Review Journal's coverage. So they're at the Men Hall Center for practice, and then scrimmages and exhibition games are going to be at. Uh, at Mandalay Bay, Michelob Ultra Arena. So a uh, really, really busy month in, in Vegas, right? Not just with, with Raiders camp, but with USA basketball. We have a big fight coming up this month. We have a big fight coming up this week. Uh, UFC with McGregor Poirier. So uh, a lot going on right now. Um, and, and include and that will, the, the Raiders are going to be the, the cherry on top of that when they open up camp uh, later this month. It's beautiful. Real quick, are the uh, are the games open to the public? Yes, games are open to the public. Uh, so that is a positive thing. That that again, we we continue to to open back up and things are, are seem to be heading in the right direction. And, uh, and hoping that is still the case when training camp rolls around and when the football season starts. Yep, no question about it. And we are going to get right into it. Um, you know, I, I, I woke up uh, to some text messages, uh, Sam, as uh, we reporters uh, are, are sometimes happen. <laughs> no question about it. And so basically the, the question was there was a report uh, out there um, that the Raiders and, and uh, Derek Carr, uh, their, their quarterback, have begun talks or will soon begin talks um, on a contract extension, did some detective work. Uh, I could I could safely say the, uh, the sense is there's nothing imminent, nothing substantial uh, going on right now. And, and, and Sam, uh, I want to throw a couple of different scenarios out there to you because um, this is a tricky one and an interesting one um, for the Raiders and for Derek Carr, uh, for that matter. Um, on one hand, you know, the Raiders – have their quarterback and say what you want about Derek Carr, but statistically he played like a within the top 10 yep. uh, of NFL quarterbacks. If you want to quibble about it, you know, there might've been some uh, measures where he was the 11th best quarterback in the NFL, but generally speaking uh, on most um, by, by most accounts, he was top 10 quarterback uh, last year at, at the age of 29 going into his fourth year uh, under John Gruden now. Um, and the Raiders have him under contract under control for the next two years for a total of about 40, $42 million, which is well under, um, you know, uh, market value for a quarterback 
of that stature. So if you're the Raiders, um, and we all know that you know having a quarterback uh, at, at under market value, it just helps in terms of roster building yep. because you could add more talent. Um, have more money to spend around your quarterback. Uh, so it almost behooves them, you would think, uh, to wait it out and, and and wait that out. And then after two years, make the decision if you want to continue uh, any further uh, with Derek Carr, who will be 32 years old at the time. However, there's another way to look at it. Um, you know, the, the price always goes up. And if you're the Raiders and you've decided, hey, we want to make this – a more permanent uh, relationship and ex- or extend the relationship, it's almost better to do it earlier than later. Why do you say that? Well, number one, the salary cap is going up significantly uh, in 2022. Um, number one. Number two, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, uh, the three top quarterbacks from the 2018 draft are all due contract extensions. Those will probably happen fairly soon. That market goes up that much more when new quarterbacks sign their new deals. I'm not saying that uh, uh, Derek uh, Carr is going to get paid Lamar Jackson money or Josh Allen money or maybe even Baker Mayfield money. However, anytime it goes further up, even if you're behind that, it's going to go up for you as well. So um, do, do the Raiders decide, hey, look, we do want Derek Carr. We want here, him here beyond uh, the next two years. Let's do it now uh, in order to avoid having to pay more down the road. Or last scenario, and I'm going to run this by you, Sam, and I want to get your thoughts on all this. Yeah. If you're Derek Carr, are you just sitting back waiting? Yeah, I'll let Lamar Jackson, I'll let Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen do their deals. I'll wait until that is established before I agree to sign uh, any 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 new uh, kind of a deal. Because why not? You know, bet on himself to uh, to to play well enough where he's going to be in the long range plans of the Raiders, and at that point be able to put a little bit more money uh, in his pocket. So I threw it all out to you. There's a lot to uh, digest. Yeah. Uh, but but if if you're the GM of the Raiders, if you're Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, what are you thinking about uh, right now uh, in, in regards to that? Oh, man, that's a uh, well, first off, any great breakdown of just kind of contextualizing what's going on with that situation and how a contract extension may or may not affect the team and the league moving forward. I think, first and foremost, if I'm Mark Davis, uh, their car is getting better. And as the, the supporting cast around him gets better, he continues to produce at a higher and higher level. You take a look at the last two seasons for him, especially this past year, 2020 uh, is statistically his two best uh, seasons in terms of passer rating and, and, and total QBR. Right. So the stats indicate that he's continuing to improve. And as far as I'm concerned, this year's supporting cast is, is, is going to be the best that, that he's ever had, all things considered. So if I'm Mark Davis, I'm looking at it like, OK, I got to lock. I got to lock up Derek Carr right now. Like you said, the market's going to reset. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, based on how great those players are, and Baker Mayfield too, did do the unthinkable by getting the Cleveland Browns uh, a playoff win on the road. Uh, at that, those guys are going to get big, 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 big money. And there's a case to be made that Derek Carr is certainly on the level or better than a Baker Mayfield. And uh, and whatever he gets, you know, there's there'd be some leverage there for for his camp to negotiate an even bigger deal. So if I'm Mark Davis, let's get this thing done right now. Uh, he he he's Totally, Derek Carr's totally committed to being a Raider. He said that publicly over and over and over again, how much he loves being a part of this franchise. And it seems like there might be an opportunity for the team to turn the corner with him based on all the moves they've made. That's if I'm ownership, right? On the other side of it, like like you said, you made the point, well, maybe Derek Carr takes it easy and and let, you know, he's already, he's made a ton of money. He's in a good position to get uh, another contract regardless and market resets a little bit and that's extra years for him and maybe a little more money in his pocket so it's twofold and and i think 
what we're going to see is, you know, what side, who, who ultimately decides to cave first. Not that there's necessarily, you know, some friction or anything like that. I'm not trying to insinuate that there is, but who, what's best for business, what's best for both sides. And ultimately that's what, what these two parties have to figure out. But uh, as far as Derek Carr is concerned, uh, I think, I mean, quarterbacks can play longer than ever now uh, in 2021, just with the way the game has evolved and, and how they're taking less punishment, him especially. And uh, he's got a lot of a lot of great football left. So I think the idea of betting on yourself um, would make sense from his perspective. It, it might put a little bit more money in his pocket down the road. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'm glad you mentioned, uh, you know, um, he's, he's 30 years old right now. At the end of this contract, he'll be 32 years old. And I know that, you know, that's starting to get on the other side uh, of the wrong side uh, of, uh, you know, not in terms of life, but in sports. Um, it's certainly on the other side. And um, however, you bring up a great point. Quarterbacks are playing longer and longer and better and better uh, during those longer years. Um, so. I wouldn't freak out too much, I guess, about the 32 years, 32 year old uh, type thing. In fact, you're, we're starting to see, I think, in sports with you know uh, all the all improvements and all the advancements and everything under the sun to uh, be healthier and to live healthier and to prolong things, uh, life included. Uh, we're starting to see that prime years are going a little bit further out, I think, you know, I think that that 32 to 35, 32, 33, 34, 35. So that's four years where theoretically there could be still some really good football between those ages for the good ones. Um, So, you know, at 32 years old, uh, if you're the Raiders and he's still playing at a high level, that's not a, um, you know, scary bet to make that he's going to stay, you know, uh, relatively clean, relatively good for those f- from 32 to 35. We've seen it before. So um, if I'm the Raiders, you know, part of, I, I, I don't know, you know, do you want to, if you're the Raiders, wait it out a little bit to see where this organization is, where everything stands in two more years before you make a decision, the critical decision on putting money in the most important uh, position on on the team. And, you know, is it still going to be aligned with John Gruden? Is that still going to be uh, moving in the right direction or not? Um, do you wait? Do you maybe wait and just see where it all um, settles in two years? Yeah. I mean, that's certainly, that's certainly an option. And like you said, right now, um, based on what I'm, you know, this chart I'm looking at, courtesy of Over to Cap, um, Derek Carr is the what, 14th highest player quarterback in the NFL. So that's very, very, right. you know, like you said, he played at the top 10 level. He's making the 14th most. Uh, and that's going to change. Yeah, soon. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what it, that's what it stands right now. But like you said, um, it's going to change and it's probably going to be closer to 16th, 17th. So middle of the pack there. And what what that allows you to do, right, like you said, like you touched on, allows you to plug in, you know, spend more money on other parts, other parts of the team, building out the rest of the roster. And putting and, and in turn, what does that do? That puts Derek Carr in a position to play his best football and gives him the best chance of leading this team to the playoffs. So maybe you do wait it out. And, and you know, they're, they're like 
yeah, Derek Carr's played really, really good the last, you know, especially last season, but the last couple of years, he's been, he's been durable, he's been reliable, and he's been productive. But who knows what's going to happen over the course of the next two years? And maybe you, you by maintaining flexibility, if this franchise needs a soft reboot uh, in two years and a new quarterback, uh, you can you can keep that door open. So there, there's, I mean, it's it's such a nuanced scenario, right? With specifically with this team, where they're at and where the quarterback um, market is at, which I think is what makes for such you know fascinating discourse. Uh, about about his future and about the trajectory of the organization yeah and and you know e- even if you do wait even if it goes up a little bit um in terms of the uh the price tag um it's still not going to be at 32 it's not going to be one of those real long contracts it's probably going to be you know maybe another three years contract um at, at obviously if he's playing well and has earned uh, the pay raise, um, you know, he's going to get a bump, uh, no doubt, in the salary. But the salary cap is going to go up. Um, playing over at Allegiant Stadium behind, you know, in front of full houses, is the, the revenue is going to be up yep. at that point. Um, so I think, you know, I don't know. I, it, it could change tomorrow. Like um, the Raiders could do it. And it would make all the sense in the world if they if they turned around next week and said, hey, you know, we're going to resign uh, 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 Derek to, to three more years. Uh, we're going to tag three more years uh, onto the contract um, and guarantee the next two years, and blah, 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 and all of that. And it would make a lot of sense. But it would also make sense to just play it out, continue to build around him. Like you said, Sam, this is arguably – um, you know, uh, the, the best team that he's he, the best, com- the most complete team potentially yeah. that he's going to play on. So we're going to get a pretty good idea. And I think Mark Davis and, and the Raiders are going to get a pretty good idea uh, this year. You know, um, uh, wh- you know, is Derek Carr the guy basically to continue to build around or not? And I think by the end of this season, they'll have a pretty good idea. And I think in the back of their head, I think they they believe that he is, but I don't see that it really hurts to 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 you know um, uh, to monitor that, even though it might cost them a, a little bit more money. But the money I think is going to be coming in, and again, the salary cap is going to go up, so it'll just be you know same th- same th- uh, uh, same thing basically that you're doing now. Yeah. It's just you know it's just it's just his percentage will probably remain the same of what he of, you know compared to what other players are playing. You're just dealing with a bigger piece of the pie now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and that's again, that's what makes this fascinating. Right. There's legitimate arguments for every single angle to be played, you know, throughout the course of this. However long, you know, whatever happens with Derek Carr moving forward, there's 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 points, good points to be made for for each and every option. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what they what they come up with. If it's if it's imminent, then it's imminent. If not, then then that gives the Raiders flexibility and it gives Carr some flexibility, you know, moving forward, too, as he continues uh, throughout the course of his career. So. Uh, we we know how important that position is. Uh, I, I think I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. I'm not. I don't think he's a you know uh, he, not a Patrick Mahomes type. But with the right supporting cast around him, we've seen him win games before and, and win a division. I think he's more than capable of doing that. And if he does that again this year, or if if the if the Raiders make the playoffs, if there's a ten and seven, eleven six kind of season, he's going to put himself in position to make even more money moving forward. The team maintains the flexibility and it gives uh, you know uh, fluidity for both sides moving forward, which I think that's, you know, that's not a bad thing either. Last thing before we get out of here, because uh, uh, we had to cut uh, today's uh, show uh, short for, for various reasons, but how ironic would it be uh, that, you know, when John Gruden got here uh, and took over the Raiders, uh, the, the speculation was that he only loves veteran quarterbacks. He wants his veteran quarterbacks. You know, in a couple of years, there will be no more veteran quarterback than Derek Carr, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he'll be 32 years old going into that wheelhouse. You look at some of the quarterbacks that, that, 
John Gruden has won with in the past. That's the age frame a lot of times. How old was um, the the court? Uh, 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 Brad Steve. Um, what's that? Brad Johnson. Uh, no, Brad. Well, Brad Johnson, yes, in in Tampa Bay. I think he was starting. I think he was probably he was thirty four. Was, yeah, he was thirty four when when they um when they won the Super Bowl with with John Gruden and even Rich Gannon, right? Who you know really started to flourish with with John Gruden. He was in his mid thirties too. Exactly. So uh, it might not have been what everybody predict, uh, predicted, uh, but he's gonna he might end up with his with the with his with his veteran quarterback. And oh, by the way, a guy that he's basically gonna have groomed. Uh, to get to that point. So kind of interesting to look at it from that perspective. Um, we're, we're, we had to cut it short, a little bit short today. Uh, I remember Sam was uh, out at uh, Team USA uh, basketball or doing his thing with t- uh, Team USA basketball. I can't wait to see that team, to be honest with you. Uh, looking forward to the NBA finals, by the way. Yep. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee uh, Bucks. I could go either way, Sam. Uh, I'm, I'm good with a new team winning it. I'm good with Chris Paul winning a championship for the first time. Giannis, if he's able to get out there uh, and perform, I'm cool with the Milwaukee Bucks uh, winning it. These are two teams that came into the league the same exact year back in 1968. So kind of cool from that perspective to see uh, both of these organizations um, trying to win a championship, the Bucks for the first time in forever. And honestly, the Suns for the first time for- forever. Uh, kind of cool uh, to me. Who do you like real quick? Great question, Vinny. I think it comes down to the healthy Giannis. If you can get Giannis healthy and he's and he's Giannis or 80% of Giannis, I like the Bucks in six. If, if he's marginalized or limited, uh, I like Phoenix in seven. So, like you said, it's a great matchup. Um, Going to be a ton of fun, like having a new champion, like you said, and uh, great time for sports, right? A great time for sports. There's a lot going on, a lot going on here, a lot going on in basketball, a lot going on in football, and we got you covered. Absolutely. Sam, thanks so much for being flexible. Uh, Larry Muir, our great producer, uh, hated to uh, put you through the ringer today, but all kinds of things were, ca- were happening today uh, that, uh, that that changed everything. But Larry's always on top of it and always makes us sound good. We appreciate the effort always. Thank you to the listeners. Uh, you're why we do this. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We will talk to you guys next week. Take care. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. In partnership with the Mob Museum, I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, a true story about money. And so it was their piggy bank. They had the ability to get loans for whoever they wanted to get loans for. Crime. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kelly. I don't go for that kind of action. And the battle to control the strip. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. We were very angry and very upset, and we knew we had been double-crossed. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Pro Group Management. Additional sponsorship provided by El Cortez and the Golden Steer.